Thank you for joining me. Welcome to my podcast. I want to clear up a mistake I made last week on my last uh, episode. Uh, I made mention to a ministry called Smart Christian Channel. I said his name was Sean. Actually, it's Corey. So I just want to clear that, that up. So, that being, I want to explore a question that Jesus asked Peter. Actually, he asked all his disciples. Who do men say that I am? I'll be right back. Father, in your great name, I praise you and thank you. Help me to um, say what you want me to say. Be in line, in tune with your spirit. To say the things you want me to say. To minister, not just sit here behind a microphone. Nervous? Don't feel unqualified. But I'm willing to obey you and do what you ask me to do. And I thank you for the opportunity. So I pray for a blessing upon everyone who who may tune in and listen. And I ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Guide me, Lord, in your name. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. Jesus asked a really important question. Everything hangs on that this question. For your walk with Christ. And it's found in Matthew 16, 13. I'm going to start at 13 verse. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, who do men say that I say that I, the Son of Man, am? Now, the Son of Man was a term that was designated for the Messiah. It also it designated that he was fully God and also fully man. Now, let me read on. The Son of Man am. So they said. Some said John the Baptist, some Elijah, some other, others no, and others said Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Then he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon, Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you, that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, 
and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. This is one of the most uh, misunderstood passages of Scripture. Jesus was saying to him, on this, not on you, on that profession that he made, that he was going to build the church, that Jesus is the Son of God. That's how you save, and when you save, you become part of the church. Not confessing Peter, not following Peter, but following Jesus. Peter is a vessel just like we are. And he says, the only way you know this is because I revealed this to you. Some said John the Baptist. They didn't get it. John the Baptist, risen from the dead. Even though they, John the Baptist and, him and Jesus was around at the same time, some assume that John the Baptist was risen from the dead. Didn't make a whole lot of sense. Some said you were Elijah. Elijah the prophet has come and you are him. And the others said, no, no, he's one of the other prophets. And they missed it too. The religious world of that day in Israel particularly refused to answer the question because they fear what well, Pharisees and Sadducees did not want to answer that question because if they say he was a prophet <clears throat> a prophet where? Who? A prophet from God? If he's a prophet from God why didn't you obey him? Why didn't you listen to him? So it was better that they didn't answer that question. Was it John the Baptist risen from the dead? They didn't want to go there either. Nor Elijah. Jesus told, told Peter, again, this has not been revealed to anyone else. Through the flesh, through men, through uh, reason, through uh, psychology, psycho philosophy, but it came through my Father just revealing this to you, who I am and why I'm here. Peter had it right he stood up in the midst of them and said, you are the son of God. And confessing him to be the son of God is, is how we are saved. How do people today see him? Some say, oh, he's just a good man. A good man? Then why do you have so much trouble with him? That one name of Jesus causes so much trouble among people, but yet they call him a good man. Even worse, they say, oh, he's a good teacher. A good teacher, that's all he is, is a good teacher. 
are you listening to this good teacher? What did you gain from him? Many people don't want to answer that. They don't want to go there. Because they turn around and say, well, well there's, there are many good teachers. I said, what did he teach that was so good? If he is a good teacher, what did he teach that was so good? Following him? Did he teach that abstaining from fornication, abstaining from um, stealing, killing, murder, lust, immorality? You co he's a good teacher, but you don't think that what he taught was good? I'll just say he's just a prophet. That's all he is, is a prophet. Okay? Uh, a prophet of who? The Muslims call him a prophet. But they won't go no farther than that. If he's a prophet of God, then why didn't anybody obey him? Why don't you obey him if he's a prophet of God? He said, he said to Peter, I'm going to build my church on the confession that you made. He didn't rebuke Peter for calling him the son of God. He told Peter, I'm going to build my church on that. Very confession. But people say he's a prophet. Other religions call him a prophet. But yet, they won't go so far saying he's a prophet of God. A prophet of who then? They won't answer. If he's a prophet of God, then you need to do what he say. Huh? Then, there's a group that says he's not real. A group out there saying that Jesus Christ is not real. There's more evidence of him being real than it is of Julius Caesar. We have more evidence about him than most of the people you read about. Because there's only one source telling you about them. Many sources confirm that Jesus Christ walked this earth. But nobody's willing to go so far and accept him as who he is. That's why we come in. We are the ministers of the gospel, preaching and teaching his word. The Bible says he's God. Let me go to John 1. In the beginning was the word. Jesus is called the word. 
The word Jesus is known as the word of God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. Notice that the word was with God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God and all all things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. He was the word in the very beginning. He was here before he came down into the earth, called the incarnation, when he came as a baby to shed that light upon men. Colossians 1.16 For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him were created through him and for him. And he is before all things. In him all things consist. What consists? Everything that exists and that will consist through Jesus Christ. That's the confession that Peter made. He is God and nothing else. Uh, a lot of people in this world today, even now, people say, oh, he was just a good man back then. He's, no, he's a good God. Psalms, I'm going to tell you something. Psalms uh, 105 says, for the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. People worship other gods, gods they have to make with their own hands. Idols, back in that day, they built, they caught, go to the woods, cut down a tree, and they carve it and shape it with their own hands. A God made with their hands. Well, we serve a God that he's not made with anybody's hands. You go to India, you see carvings of a God that they made. But we serve a God. He's not made by any hands and he is a good God. You don't have to appease him. You don't have to work so hard to please him. He is a good God. He said, the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth is endured to all generations. His truth is that he is good and he loves his creation. 
That's another scripture says he delight in showing his mercy. He's all about you. He's all about you and your well-being. Let me read Romans uh, 8, uh, 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Don't you worry about who's standing against you. Don't you worry about that person that don't like you, your enemies. If you believe in God, you put your trust in, in, in him. Who can be against you? Put it in his hands. That's the kind of God we serve. We don't serve a mean, vindictive God. When Peter stood up and said, you are the son of the living God, Jesus was delighted to tell him, yes, that's me talking, yes. And flesh and blood then revealed that to you. My father in heaven, he revealed it because he loves you. Let me finish reading. For God is for us. There it is right there. What shall we say then? What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but deliver him up for us. All, all, everyone. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Salvation is one of those things he freely give us. You must come to him. You can't just... Sit back and say, well, he died for me and I'm done. No, he wants you to come to him, confess that same confession that Peter made. You are the son of God. I repent of my sins. I want to follow you. And after that happens, who shall, verse 33, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. And who is he who condemns? Christ is the one who died for you. That's who he is. Who do men say that he is? He is the son of the living God. Who loved his creation. He created all things. He fashioned all things together. He built all things. He made all things. And he loved his creation. It grieves him when we don't follow after him. It breaks his heart when we sin and fall short of his glory. His arms are open wide and waiting on you to come to him. 
But it's going to be a day when that changes. And Revelation says he's going to rule this world with a rod of iron. You don't want to know what that, you don't want to find out what that means. But right now, his heart is open to everyone out there. Come to me. Confess Jesus Christ. It's the Son of God. Repent of your sins and believe in him. He didn't make a man to be with a man. He didn't make a woman to be with a woman. He said, "When if a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. And the wife is always in a feminine gender, feminine case. A good thing. A man. We don't hate you. He don't hate you. Like I, I mentioned in the earlier uh, podcast, he set boundaries because he is the Son of God and he created all things. And he can do that. He can set a boundary. He has the right and authority to set boundaries. And I thank him for for the very fact that he has given me the opportunity to someday walk with him. Because this world is winding down. There's so much bad going on in this world, wickedness. And Jesus is saying to you, hold on. There's a co- Make that confession that Peter made. You are the son of God. You are the way of life. All the life is in him, as the scripture just said. I just read. All life is in him. You may be th- you may think you're living. I have people tell me you don't do, you don't drink, you don't smoke marijuana. You don't go to the club. I don't see how you can have any fun. You got to be kidding me. I am a servant of the Lord. I am blessed. I don't have fun the way you think you you think you're having fun, but you're not having fun. You're filling up a gap of something that is missing in your life. And his name is Jesus Christ. That confession that Peter made, you need to make it if you haven't already. If you have made it already, maybe you need to get get a little closer to him. Pray a little more often. I need to do it. I'm the first one to confess I need to pray more. Read more. 
fellowship with uh, other believers a little more? Because we all make that same confession. And living a life dedicated to him. So, as I get ready to go, I'm running out of time. I just want to say, Jesus loves you. I do too. And I confess to you today, he is the son of God. Son of the living God. Not a God that made with hands. A God that somebody thought of. But one that has to reveal himself to us because there's no way we could have thought of him. He's too big. We couldn't think of God. So he had to reveal himself to us. And I'm thanking for it. Father, in your holy name, I thank you for your spirit, for your hand on me, on my life. Lord, you've been great. Thank you for your love and your protection. I give you all the praise and all the glory that is due to you, my Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. Amen. If you have any prayer requests, you can send it to call to serve 316 at gmail.com. Any prayer requests or comments, call to serve 316 at gmail.com. You can also join me on Facebook, William A. Watson, or Facebook page, William Watson, or my YouTube page, W. Watson123, or Call to Sir Podcast. Music was performed and written by Julius H. Nieder Section. So I want you to have a wonderful day. I'll be praying for you. God bless you.